As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schlecht. We're part of The Athletic Podcast Network. With me today, as always, is my good friend, Michele Barron. Michele, what's up? I I lost counts of the of the player that are currently on the roster. I'm losing my mind. I I, I cannot yeah. I cannot add all those names up. But for the rest, everything is great. I mean, <laughs> the NBA is almost here. It's almost here. Uh, for sure, we're not going to have like Vit Krejci and Mitchich join us this year because the Thunder. One, they just they don't have room on their roster as of today, um, and I think you've you've heard that Mitchich is probably not coming over yeah. this year, and I've heard, I have heard on on my end that it's unlikely that Vit comes as well. So uh, I think we can knock those guys out. Uh, the Thunder made officially a trade yesterday for Stephen Adams, and it ended up being a lot bigger deal than we thought, which. It needed to be in order to match salary. Uh, but right now, the Thunder, in, including known loser TJ Leaf, uh, who the Thunder traded for yesterday, uh, they traded Baby Westbrook for a second-round pick and TJ Leaf. And, you know, like if TJ Leaf is your thing, go right ahead, Sam. Like, this is the year. Let's figure it out this year. Let's not let's not figure it out in three or four years. Let's figure it out this year. <coughs> So, <coughs> excuse me. This is the effect of trading for TJ Leaf. I know. I'm getting the TJ Leafs right now. Uh, so, I'm going to I'm gonna go through all these guys on the roster real quick, just so you guys know who, we, who we've got. And uh, we'll try to sort out what, what to do from here. So, they've obviously, they've got Dort and SGA and Baisley. Those are your mainstays. You've got this group of... Veterans that are likely to be traded uh, soon, if not maybe at the trade deadline, in Al Horford, Trevor Ariza, and George Hill. I just, I, I just don't know that I, I wouldn't be shocked to see the Thunder have traded George Hill to Blotty Blah today. You know, yeah. I, I just would not be shocked to see that he's got a movable contract. He's a very good player. Uh, I just wouldn't be shocked to see that done. Yeah, uh, just and, 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 yeah, and you, can, you you may um, if you want to to wait a little bit. Like over the next ten days, you can then aggregate both Ariza and um, and Hill together. Um, yeah, like it, it, it is stupid because it, it will never beat the trade. But even if you want to do George Hill and Trevor Ariza for Eric Gordon uh, and yeah, like two sure. trip, two picks because like to take on. Four years, basically, it's it's gonna cost, or just remove the protection to two of the assets that OKC already has, like something like that can be done. And the product, like, there are a lot to do with those two contracts. With Horford, mm-hmm. we will talk about that later because we have a few questions. But um, probably he's not that quick to be traded because. Yeah. It requires some working out. Maybe, you know, like Sam will get a call this morning, a call this morning with someone really liking all uh, that figure for I don't know nothing. Like the Knicks could trade mm-hmm. for Horford today, 
Like it's mm-hmm. it's not hard to do. But if it's not the Knicks, right. then it it might be a little bit trickier. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean it's yeah, we'll we will discuss him shortly. Uh other players that Thunder have, Justin Jackson, Teo Maladon, who's coming over. He's on this list. He's coming over. Uh, Hami, Darius Miller, who is in the Stephen Adams trade. Ty Jerome, our guy TJ Leaf, Admiral Schofield, Mike Muscala, Alexi Pokushevsky, Isaiah Roby, Vincent Poirier. So that's 17 guys. We haven't even mentioned like the Josh Gray, Kendrick Williams, Zylan Cheatham trio that came over in the sign and trade for the purposes of just making the money work, I assume. Yeah. I mean, maybe, I mean, maybe they like some of those guys, or maybe they trade George Hill into space. Even then, you still don't have <laughs> you still have too many guys. Uh, and then you also have Josh Hall, who's on a two-way deal. Who his story is like super interesting. I mean, he committed, he's a five-star recruit, committed to NC State, bypassed, ended up bypassing college and just coming straight to the pros after a year. Uh, so there's some, he's like a really nice athlete. He was a proven winner in high school. I don't know if that means anything for him as a pro, but uh, he's he's at least kind of interesting, Josh Hall, as a two-way mm-hmm. contract. I, I like them getting him. But all of this, just to say, the Thunder just aren't done. Like, they just can't be done with their with their roster here. They may just end up cutting a bunch of guys. Yeah. Uh, and, you, and you pointed this out to me before we started, McKellar, but the, the Thunder are likely hard-capped yeah. because they made a sign-in trade. But, I mean, one, that doesn't matter because they're not going to get close to that hard-cap or want to get close to that hard cap. No. So it doesn't really matter for this year. And that expires after the calendar year um, yeah. is over. So if they did want need to make a trade or wanted to acquire somebody to take on somebody's seven first round picks, then the Thunder would be able to do it next year. So no, no real worries there. Uh, we've got some people, we've got somebody from Greece, somebody from Singapore in the chat. Welcome to the, to the chat and to the show. Thanks for, for following along. Uh, but man, uh, the more I think about this Steven Adams deal and kind of what we saw yesterday where they got a, a first round pick, a second round pick, Darius Miller, George Hill off the court, obviously it's the, maybe the biggest loss in thunder history to lose a guy like that. And if you want to hear some really funny stories and some great stories about Steven, you can go, I would suggest that you go check out the OKC dream team show that. I did with Fred Katz and with John Hamm and with Brett Dawson on Saturday. Uh, really fun show. Lots it's of unbelievable. Behind, about yeah, it's, behind the scenes stuff on Steven that we haven't told before. Uh, and also you get to hear the, uh, the full intro that I got from Steven. <laughs> so uh, on media day, the completely unedited version. So you'll want to go check that out. Uh, but overall, like the value that they got for Steven, I didn't think that, that that trade existed, if I can be honest. Like it doesn't, I mean, on-court production, it's maybe equal or even favors the Thunder in in a way. And now the Thunder don't care about that on-court production. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it's a good, like it's a, it would be a good basketball trade, I think. If it were just it, that in itself, but it wasn't, it's a deal for assets. And if they can, if they can, they will flip George Hill for another asset. Yeah. And then the trade becomes possibly two first round picks and a second round pick. Yeah. Which, and, and I, I just say a first round pick, maybe it's not, but mm-hmm. I think it's certainly possible yeah. That, yeah. They, that they flip him over. I mean, he shot 46% from three last year on the best regular season team. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I agree that, um, first of all, it's a two second rounders already, like 2023 and 2024 in the Steven Adams deal, like a first and then two second one by, uh, uh, I think one of, 
one of the two is by a Washington, I think. But maybe yeah. I'm wrong. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. It is two. It's, I can't I can't keep track of, of all this. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely two second round. Picks. Yeah, no, this is just bare luck. I mean, I, I just remember yeah. that one and two. Um, but like, if I do think that there is um, there could be a team that by the deadline uh, they are really in trouble. They need veteran or shooter or even like in two days they realize man we struck on everyone and mm-hmm. we would like to to get george hill somehow and yep. that that deal could be there um i don't know how likely it is but i mean you can do such a trade and maybe you don't get a, a second rounder for ariza and Darius miller maybe you just I, either you you let that that deal expire and and nothing happens, or maybe you find an like a trade where you you give these two guys that are like perimeter guys that can shoot the basketball, and you get back a bad salary, and this is the way in which you get a legit first rounder for the two guys. So so yeah, yeah. Um, if you look at the trade, I mean, OKC almost got more for Steven Adams than what they got for Danny Schroeder, depending on the value of George Hill. And this is yeah, this is something. Like, I didn't expect that to be true. Now, maybe OKC really had to pull the trigger on the DS trade. Uh, waiting a little bit, probably the value could have been higher, uh, but they need a first-round pick to move up into the draft. This was the, exactly. the reasoning. And so... Um, Without Danny Schroeder being traded, you probably don't have Pokoszewski. Uh, And this is something that OKC could not afford because they are already high on Pokoszewski. Now, history will tell if this was the right choice. But even if it it wasn't, I mean, to trade Danny Schroeder to get the the prospect that you like in the draft, this is the move. Not, I would not uh, compare like the real value of Pokoszewski. This is some MO that you have to to value before. Like you have a target, the cost is getting maybe a little bit less. Do you do it or you don't? Like, and I think that I like the process there. But but in the end, if you evaluate ex post, which is something that you can do, but not always meaningful, uh, Schroeder and Adams got roughly the same value. And I didn't yep. expect that. But, but yeah. I mean, for some team uh, like New Orleans, the culture and the way in which Steven Adams play might be okay in terms of value, uh, getting away a first-round pick and, and a little bit more because Steven is a good guy that can te- that can teach uh, how to behave, how to play the center position. And maybe they find a way to, to extract more value on court. Like Steven Adams will have value if you sign him for a long-term deal at, say, 15 and below. For OKC, half of that contract would have been meaningless. For New Orleans, it could yep. be value. Yeah, I mean that's for sure. I s- they're going to have to do a lot with Steve-O on the court to get there. And I've said this on Saturday. I still believe it today that if any coach can do it, it's Stan Van Gundy. Yeah. And so I, I like the deal for Steven. Uh, I I don't think that there's a ton of destinations where I'd be like, oh man. I think they're going to help resurrect his career, his playing career. I think they can get the most out of him. I think they'll they'll get him to shoot threes. I think they'll get him to do all these things. I think that Stan Van is one that I think could yeah. do all those things for him and change his career. And so I'm I'm hopeful for Steven there. And then for the Thunder, I get the impression that Steven was not going to come back after this year. That they could we could have not had the first round pick not had george hill to trade not had all these things and just kept steven and let ride it out and then steven just leaves and i think that we'll hear this whenever sam does talk i don't know if he'll say this um, or not but i would sam is doing these things for the good of the thunder mm-hmm. and like the future of the Thunder, like every single thing that he's done is about the the good and, and the future of the Thunder and of the organization of the city. And that's what it's all about. It's all about replenishing all the assets and 
expending everything you have to get as many assets as possible because they want to get a superstar. Now, will you get a superstar from the pick that they got from the, the Nuggets, which came from the Pelicans? I mean, it's unlikely, but you just never know. And like we saw, like everybody complained about the Jeremy Grant deal all year. People even complained about the Schroeder deal the week yeah. last week. You don't do those trades, you don't have Poku. Now, maybe that sentence sounds just so dumb in a year. I don't think it will sound dumb. And I think that what will sound dumb is saying that he went 17th. I think that that eventually will sound very dumb to the rest of the NBA franchises that didn't pick him. To Troy Weaver, who has done many, many dumb things this week, uh, but not taking Poku, I think, will be another one for Troy. Uh, I mean, they traded for Zaire Smith, the Detroit Pistons, and then they're going to wave and stretch him on a rookie-scale deal? Like, what is going on there? They're signing a billion centers. They gave Jeremy Grant $20 million. Uh, there's, there's just... None of it makes any sense. And they may... The, so there's... And we talked about we've talked about the distinction between tanking and just being bad. Uh, the Thunder are superstar, small market superstar hunting right now, mm -hmm. which is code for tanking. And the Detroit Pistons are just, they just suck. Okay. Like they're not, yeah. that team isn't, that team isn't tanking. They may end up getting a high pick because they're not any good, but they're not, this, there's no, pl there's no, the plan that's being executed there. I don't even know what it is. Yeah. Can, can I say something about Jeremy real quick? Yeah. So. In 2019, you say it's great to get away from a sinking ship. You go to Denver. <laughs> you play the championship team. You, you're, not, yeah. you're not good, but you're not terribly bad. And now you go to Detroit. <laughs> so tell you just, you just You just dove in the water into a sunken ship. Yeah, you didn't even you didn't even join a sinking ship. You you're at the bottom of the ocean, my man. Yeah, like I get that five millions a year is probably enough to convince you, but mm -hmm. just don't just stick to the money. Like, yeah, it's uh, I don't know. Like, probably it reminds me. It reminds me of when Trevor Ariza won the title with the Lakers, and then left, and then they brought in Meta. And Trevor Reza thought he was a star. And yeah. he went to, I can't remember if it was Houston or I think he went to New Orleans. And yeah. they didn't have anybody at the time. And he was just taking all their shots for them. Yeah. And thought he was the man. And he was incredibly inefficient. Yeah. They found out pretty quick that he could not handle the basketball well enough to be a guy, which mm -hmm. would be the thing that happens with Jeremy. Yeah. We all know this. Well, he may average and 20. Like he can. It, yes. I mean, you go look at Trevor Ariza and he had a really statistically had a nice year, but we'll find this out with the Thunder this year too. And we have to be very careful uh, with evaluating this team because somebody has to score the points. Yeah. Somebody has to do it. Yeah. And I mean, what did Ariza do? Let's see. It was in Houston. It was in Houston that he had that year where he's taking like 14 shots a game, 14 <laughs> shots a game, 14 points a game. I mean, wow. That is, that is something. Yeah. Then he, then he went to New Orleans after that and was more down, back down to 10 shots. But I mean, he doubled his shots the next year. Jeremy will be even more probably than that, I would guess. But I think he may have the same efficiency. It just reminds me of that where, you, you're, you think that you're ready to take this next step that just isn't possible. <laughs> you know, that just, you just can't do. I mean, and then Ariza eventually went back and was the role player that the Houston Rockets wanted. Yeah. Um, and again, man. I mean, money, money, it, the money is real. <laughs> like, yeah. The well, amount well, that But got, the money was the same in Denver. I don't think so. It, why do you say that? I think they, they, Rightfully so, I think. They evaluate him around 15 minutes per year. Maybe like he would have gotten the same contract, 
put on four years instead of three years. Yeah. I think well, that, it was re- but it was reported that they were going to give him the same contract. I don't believe that. I like that. I, I don't, don't really believe, don't that. believe that. No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, there's no point. Like, what? what is the point? I love the, the mug, by the way. Um, um, what is the point? Like, if he really wants to be a star, then it's it's even worse. Like, it's it's just, I mean, I don't know. I, mm-hmm. I, I don't really know what to say. If, if Denver offered 20 and you leave Denver, where you have one of the two most interesting duo that you can complement because I mean yep. you can really do a lot for the for them because they need a guy like you a guy that can maybe can take like an open shot that defends like hell <sighs> Detroit I will I will say this I do not think that Jeremy Grant will finish that contract in Detroit yeah I have a bet the same Somebody's going to trade for him. They're going to realize, oh boy, what do we do? What have we done? Yeah. And they're going to do that with maybe everything they did. Mason Plumley, Jalil Okafor. Should be a collective, <laughs> what have we done? Just anyway. A collective, what have we done? Let's go back to the Thunder. Yeah. Uh, who Who's next? Who's next? Who's traded? Who's traded next? And let's talk about their draft because I don't, we, I talked with Luke and Taylor on Friday about the uh, their draft, and Luke and Taylor just gave me opinions based on how their names sounded to them. So I'd like to I think our listeners would like to hear from you. Um, but I, I, it was great podcasting, by the way. It was a fun, fun show. And if you yeah. haven't heard the Poku song, oh, well, you can wow. go to you, if you're on our YouTube page now. You can go check it out. It's on our YouTube page, sitting there. I haven't really promoted it. But then it's also sitting on uh, our Twitter as well. So I, Luke wrote a Poku Pokemon song, which just wait, we're making some some Poku Pokemon shirts that are going to be unbelievable uh, through our good friends at Shopgood. Uh, but anyways, go listen to that. It's a hilarious song. I put some some highlight videos to it, and it just is ridiculous. Uh, so anyways, I, I would expect... Ariza, George Hill, maybe to be on the move next. Mm-hmm. And and then I think that they're you're getting closer to the day one roster. Uh, and I just, we can go over like starting lineups and stuff like that. And I, I just don't think it's worth going through it though. I don't think it's worth Not going now. through rotations yeah. until we, until we really get closer to, to training camp and through training camp. And then, okay, well, George Hill is still here. He, Maybe he starts, maybe he comes off the bench, but... Uh, yeah, but, like, there's also the Horford trade, which is not completed yet. And maybe, maybe yeah. it is George Hill and um, uh, Green to yeah. to Philadelphia, and they rework uh, the pick. Because money-wise, yeah. money it works, even with Ariza. Yep. Like, one of the two, I think, that the trade has to be completed uh, yet. They, they can complete it. I think um, after the, the December the eighth, and like they can talk about the deal right now and adjust the deal, and if if it makes sense for everyone involved, uh, Presti I'm sure will find a way to ship uh, Hill somewhere else and Oriza somewhere yeah. else. But in the end, I do think that Mori would like to have the two players, uh, either of the two. Uh, Ariza would make sense there. George Hill will make total sense there. Hill would be amazing for them. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, you don't have to add a ton. I'm sure that Presti will ask for another first round pick. I'm, I'm 100% yeah. sure. But, yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, something like that. Or, I don't know, reworking the protection. Like, let mm-hmm. the pick expire as a first round pick. Yeah. Like, something, even something like that is incredibly important. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, uh, on the draft, well, in my opinion, um, I really like the Poku pick because there, yeah. yes, you might, like Sadiq Bey uh, is a player that might have, like, like might work better in the NBA, um, but but it's not the, the pick that a team like OKC wants to do right now. We, we discussed that in After Dark, in our evaluations, um, they have to swing. They have to swing for defenses because Sadiq Bey may complement your roster really well. Sure. 
once you're there. But guess what? You have 15 first round picks. And I'm sure that when you have an idea of your best players, Presti will draft the players that you think can complement. And you can mm-hmm. find those players around like pick number 15 to 20. Uh, now, you have to hit. You don't have to to, to trade to, to draft Ferguson uh, instead of OG and Unobi. Um, even if, again, there is medical things that has to be discussed there. Um, sure. But, but it is what, what OKC will do. And so in 2024, yeah. a guy like Sadiq Bey will make total sense. He will not be ready, and this is a problem. Mm-hmm. But I do think that this is what OKC should do. And today, they should swing. Uh, Jaden McDaniels was another guy that could have been drafted there. And I'm sure, I'm almost 100% sure, that had um, McDaniels not been drafted um, at 34, probably OKC could have gone that direction instead of Maledon. But among the players that were still on the board at 34, I do think that Maledon is the best pick by far. Yeah, without uh, a doubt. Like, I would, I would probably... I think that Maledon is really good. And if you pick mm-hmm. Maledon at 20, 22, 25, I think it's it's also a good pick. So imagine how good it could be if you drafted at 34. Like, yeah. I do think it's a great pick. Krejci, who knows? I mean, it's, it's another shot in the dark. Uh, but I like that more than other... Like Grant Thriller, I know that that sounds like a guy that... It's interesting, but it's not like... Let's be real. It's not in in press the mo to draft to draft a guy like that. No, uh, I mean, yeah, no, it, I don't think. Yeah. I don't think they would have taken Svelika. But like, I don't know. You look at like Jamias Ramsey went forty three. Mm-hmm. Like I, I like him. Mm-hmm. Would you have taken Nico Mannion there? Just like yeah, whatever. Just That's, Nico Mannion. Let's just try it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes, Nico, I'm probably biased and I'm probably too high on him. Mm-hmm. But he's another guy where I see the season, I see the results. and But I, I I can see a way in which he's successful in the NBA because in the pick and roll, he was extremely good. Now, Maladon has another uh, type of body. And so it, yeah, it makes sense right. there. Uh, but I mean, with Krejci, it's just let's stash a guy. He's coming yeah. off of an injury and showed real promises at the age of 19, so the, the season before. And yeah. had him being healthy, probably he would have like been right for the for the position where we are drafting him. So sure. And, yeah. and trust your developmental team slash scouting team. I mean, if they are high on him and may they may have first round grades on him, just pick him. Mm-hmm. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. When it's time for me to find a job, I went right to LinkedIn Jobs. They helped me find the right employer, and it was, man, very, very easy process. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. 2.5 million small businesses use LinkedIn for hiring. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash dunk. That's linkedin.com slash dunk to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. 
Yeah, I don't. I don't. I mean, it's it's the thirty seventh pick in the draft. Yeah. If we're, it's kind of like yesterday. You shouldn't throw a fit about that, and you shouldn't throw a fit about the TJ Leaf deal either, because the Thunder got a pick in return. It's not like they dealt a pick to get TJ Leaf, so they yeah. got a pick in return. If you're throwing a fit about TJ Leaf, like, I don't know. Like, well, you, you might be mad that they didn't try Lequeux, but I mean, where was he going to play? He wasn't going to play. Lequeux was not going to play on this no, team. Probably. I'm not. sorry. Like there was just there's just no way. Yeah. Dort SGA. They're going to play Justin Jackson. Hamadou Diallo's ahead of him. Ty Jerome's ahead of him. I mean, there's just, there's no spot. And yeah. let's, and also like Pokushevsky may be a wing day one when he comes to the Thunder. He may be the backup small forward. Is Why backup? He might be. Well, I just don't know what they're going to, like, I don't, I don't know if they want to just throw him to the wolves already. If you just want to just start Justin Jackson, you know what I mean? No, and then let let Poku just pick on small forwards, backup small forwards. Just uh, just start the guy and be. I, that's what, that would be my preference. I, yeah, I am like I'm. I've watched more of him, and the more that I have, the more I'm excited about him because I just see a guy that is probably a three four. He could he if he can improve his athleticism some like he could be a three and that's legit uh the more i think about it i just don't think he'll the only setting he'll be a five is if it's this is a small ball five um yeah yeah and and basically makes to say about a seven footer yeah and it's not really it's not really important who plays the de facto five it's important yeah. that you have three players in the front court that can play together and provide enough defense. And I do think that one of the parts that, one of the things that we have to discuss uh, about the bubble was how good Baisley was in general yeah. on defense. Yeah. He was good on switches. He was good on um, as a rim protector. He was just good. And he was a great rebounder uh, in, in, in the minutes that he played. And he was playing center for some of the minutes. Uh, not was, not a yeah, lot. This is true. Uh, not yeah. many minutes, but, but still a good chunk. So how how they will be together on the court? Uh, and can you draft a guy or can you put a guy at the tree that makes sense to complement the two? Like is a, a lineup with Maladon, um, Shea, Dort, Poku and Baisley enough? Uh, in terms of, of defense, who knows? But but I will try it out. <laughs> like let's try, let's yeah. see how they they play together. Um, yeah. So no, I I man, I want to see that because that's something that we talked about pre-draft. Is that the versatility that you get with those two, if they can be your bigs, which I don't know that they can for extended minutes, mm-hmm. but at least for spurts of time. And then this team is not going to be a good team day one, but this could be a very fun team because you have SGA, Dort, Baisley, Poku, fill in the blank with Maladon or whoever. Like that kind of group could be really fun because literally everybody can shoot pass and dribble. Mm-hmm. Everybody. Dort, not a capable shooter, but a willing shooter. Uh, um, we don't know. We, we don't know. We have to see how it comes back. I have high hopes. Whoa. Okay. I'm, I'm not with you, but I, like I have it. hopes. I'm not, I, I'm not convinced, but I'm sure that right now at probably well, it's 7 a.m. in the morning, OQC time, he's out there yep. shooting. I, yeah, I believe you. Uh, we just, I've, I've got to see it to believe it. Because I know Andre was the same. Was, Andre never took eight threes in a game when he was a rookie. This never, ever, I, ever. He he worked, though. He worked at it. Yes. But he never had the confidence to jack this eight is, threes in a game. You're right. You're right. Or nine. Right. This is the big difference. I mean, I, I I'm convinced that... He will have green light. Like, you have to take eight trees a game if you're open. We don't care. We just want you to average eight trees a game if this is what yeah. ends up being. Like, guys like PJ Tucker were not shooters, but they find a way mm-hmm. to be successful at specific trees. 
And so yeah. you just have to take them when you have them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I want to see that development. And if it's thirty, what is the what is the percentage where we can we can say that Dort is okay as a shooter? Thirty three, something like that. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's probably fine. Mm. He's he's got a ways to go to get there, to even get to thirty three. Yeah, he's got a ways to go. I mean, I'd prefer 36, but of course, you, you would always prefer something. Like, you are very greedy. Like, on picks, I'm, on, I'm on doors, on everything. Why not? This is the time to be greedy, my man. This is it. This is it right here. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Back to Poku. The guy is inc- is a brilliant basketball player. Mm-hmm. A brilliant basketball player. And he is the youngest player in the draft. Which is that? Which is I don't think we've really mentioned that enough. Is that he's the youngest guy in the draft, and his feel for the game is is outrageous, which gives me confidence for him on both ends, because he shows IQ on both ends, and I don't know if his athleticism can keep up with his intelligence on the defensive end. Which, listen, we don't the whole know. Thunder team is going to get roasted mm-hmm. all year. So if you're worried about defense, you're going to be worried about defense for the for the whole season. Now I think they're going to compete because like guys like Dort, SGA, Baisley, Horford, like those guys compete. They will all compete, but I I mean the defense is not going to be good. The offense is not going to be good. So we don't need to worry about that uh all that much, but I don't know. I'm maybe maybe the hype train is is going to be too much, but I I think that I just think that the potential for for Poku is high, and because of his IQ, I don't. Maybe, maybe I was overselling what his floor could be. I don't know that his floor is gonna could be as bad as I was saying. Because I just like underground. You mean I still believe it yes. could be underground? Yes. I I don't know if he if he proves to be a, a shooter at the NBA level, which I think he will be. Mm-hmm. He's smart enough. Yeah. No. 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 And to play, me, to me, the underground part. Sorry for interrupting you. Is my body just cannot stand the NBA? Yes, like the, yes. I'll, I'll break down. This is it's it's real. I mean, even if you can shoot it, and in, I think that the IQ is uh, good enough uh, from the passes that we saw uh, yeah. on like a nine minute scouting video. Because this is like, let's be real. Um, this is the information that we have. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the videos of the games are hard to come by, and you try to make up your mind on what you see, what you are seeing there. Um, the, the, the passing IQ is great, so mm-hmm. but the body is a real concern, uh, like very real. If if that is not it, it ends up being not a problem, then I have no issues uh, on what you're saying. Like he he will be yeah. a good good enough player. Yeah. Yeah, and I I haven't. I mean, I'm inter- very interested for, for Sam to do his media availability when all mm-hmm. these things are actually completed, and we can ask him about those processes because I think that, and even Poku, whenever I mean Poku will be made available to the media at some point as well. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't. I mean, you can't really be like, hey, you think your body's gonna break down in the NBA, dude? I mean, you can't do that. But I would like to have. I, I'd like. I need to have more conversations with some people that have watched him up close. Uh, but either way, the dude's going to play this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, that guy's not going to sit. They've, no. they've got a ton invested in him and SGA and Baisley and Dort, and they want to see what they've gotten all these guys. And then they kind of have these like secondary investments in guys like Hami and Ty Jerome and even TJ Leaf and Vincent Poirier and guys like that who are definitely a notch below. Tail Maladon's in that first group. I would say, yeah. Uh, I, I'm, you know, this the the evaluations that we'll do on this team will not be through wins and losses, but it will be. We're gonna have to change like our we have to change our lens as we enter into this next season, mm-hmm. which is happening rather quickly. We'll have to change our lens to what are the strides that that Teo Maladon has made in the last week? Yeah, what are the strides that? Darius Baisley made over the offseason. What are the 
strides that Hamadou Diallo made as a shooter. Yeah. I mean, those are the kind of things that we, we will evaluate. Or how thick is the wall that Pokusheski just got in his face in January? Um, like the rookie wall would be real uh, for uh, for these guys. Um, but yeah, it is, it is extremely interesting. I mean, in 20 days, we'll have real basketball to to discuss and and i i I i'm really looking forward to see how he plays on the court how he complements shea gilgus alexander how theo maledon plays alongside a guy like shea and or a guy like dort i want to see how what is their level of competitiveness and how how they play like are they just like dort where they have all the confidence in the world and they just yeah. play uh or are they shy it, are they more domus like domus it was the first year was really really uh not about his confidence it's a, i mean the mm -hmm. time was there but he was shy almost on the court so all of these right. things are so interesting to me and i i can't wait i mean probably when okc is three and 20 um all this excitement will be a little bit less <laughs> real but uh, right but I mean, uh, we have to enjoy the journey because I do think yeah. that it's leading us somewhere, uh, somewhere else in a, in a better place. And I heard uh, in the media someone saying uh, something along the line like, uh, yeah, Presti is just putting all ahead in the future to keep his job. No, this is, this is not what is happening here. Uh, this is how you should do things. This is how yeah. you should build. Like, yes, they are stocking the future with assets because it's in the future when you're already good that an asset can swing a title run uh, and if you have it you can play with it if you don't then you're just in houston spot where you have to do deals overpaying guys like Covington just to make one single run to the title mm -hmm. you have no yeah. alternatives and when that is done you you have nothing <laughs> like you cannot yeah. rebuild you, you you have to lose for a longer time maybe you get lucky maybe you don't but if you don't it's going to hit you hard yeah there are i mean there are many many teams that wish they could do what sam is going to do and a lot of either guys don't have like the restraint to do it or they don't have an ownership group that has the restraint to handle it and as much as we root for sam presti which is great i'm sure he appreciates that we have to do the same for clay bennett like we have to put the same like oh, yeah. support out for for Clay Bennett as a fan base because if we Clay is the one, and we don't ever talk about this, but Clay is the one that can say, "All right, enough." Yeah, go do go do what the Hawks did: sign Bogdanovich, sign Gallinari, get Capella. Like we're we're done with this. Yeah, and then Sam has to say, "Okay, yes, sir." Here we go. Yeah. And then also Sam probably packs his bags and goes somewhere else. Um, yeah. But, I mean, that's that's a reality, too, is that you don't do this without the the ownership agreeing to it and being on board with it. And so maybe we need to put Clay Bennett's face on a shirt and uh, and celebrate that because it's a, it is a big deal. Scared money don't make for none. For him to say yes to this. That's the deal. Huh? Scared money don't make none. That's right. With just Clay's. Exactly. Clay's exactly. Hockey. I mean, it's you're right. Ownership and management are the biggest competitive advantage in the NBA. One of the biggest. And yeah, and yeah. it's true. I mean, if right. if those works, uh, if those work in synergy, then then you have a plan, and you actually mm -hmm. pursue the plan and implement the plan, uh, mm -hmm. the plan. And yeah, I do think that Lucas is doing the right things. And we'll see. Mm -hmm. You got to go. I got to go. Yes. I'll, I'm going to stay and I'll answer questions. Oh, great. I'm so sorry so, that I couldn't answer questions. That's okay. There's a lot to talk about. I'll, There's so much to talk about. I'll do about. it on Twitter though. I'll, I'll try to, to answer to a couple okay. of those. Yeah. Hop on and, and correct my bad answers. No, 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 no. Not bad. No, an answer is never bad. <laughs> is your opinion. And, I don't know. <laughs> All right, Michaela. Yeah. Bye. Thanks for, thanks for joining. Yeah. Take it. Bye. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? 
Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. If you're as obsessed with basketball as I am, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Hey guys, this is JJ Redick. Twice a week, I'm cooking up something special for basketball junkies on my podcast, The Old Man and the Three. I bring on guests in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, like Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, or Paulo Bencaro on his shooting workouts with Kevin Durant, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron when they were teammates in Miami. But it's not just about the player interviews. Every Monday, I break down the top three things happening around the NBA without the outlandish takes. Often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler, we dive deep into topics like rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? The Old Man of the Three is the only companion podcast you'll need during the playoffs this year. Be sure to listen to The Old Man of the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, I'm going to go to the I'll go to the chat first and answer a few questions there and then we'll go to our questions on Twitter. Uh, Seth Justice, will we have the best spacing we've had in years? Uh, we've got Alexi at five and Bays at four. I mean, I don't. I mean, you still have Dort out there. If you're putting Justin Jackson out there, he's not exactly a spacer, so it's just different. I would say the spacing will be different, especially if they, depending on who is here. If it's Al Horford, or you're talking about Al Horford, yeah. The spacing. I mean, Al Horford doesn't. He's he's kind of a theoretical spacer. Uh, he's not a guy that he doesn't take in. To me, he doesn't have the volume of threes to be an actual spacer. But I think that it will be helpful to to SGA if Al does end up staying. He he will be helpful to, to his development as well. Uh, let's see. Next question in the chat from Philip Costa. How really detrimental will Poku's lack of athleticism be in his first year? I don't I don't think that he I don't think it'll be that, that detrimental to him, to be honest. I think that he may surprise people with with what he's able to do on the court this year as the youngest player in the league, likely is what he'll end up being. Uh, should OKC trade Ariza for wall and picks? I don't think the Thunder should touch John wall at all. Uh, I don't know the compensation to get John wall one. It's going to take Ariza plus George Hill plus like a lot of Al Horford. I mean, his contract is huge. It's, it's dealing for, another it's like dealing for Westbrook's contract you uh you probably don't want that and the the compensation that would have to come back is going to be so much that I just don't think the Wizards would even be willing to pay it and the length of his contract is is huge and he wants to play I mean let's make no mistake about it John Wall wants to come back and play he he's got a lot to prove this year so I, uh, I would let the Detroit Pistons go ahead and, and keep going with that. Uh, let's go to some questions from Twitter because we've got a ton of them on here and I'll try to answer as many as as I can uh, for you guys. Uh, let's see. From at Julius underscore rec. Now that everyone from the old Thunder era is gone, hopefully the culture remains. Do you think it would be nice to have our own Udonis Haslam? Like keeping Dre around to teach defense. Yeah, I'm very intrigued to see how they handle this. Because, yeah, I mean, I, we listed those 20 guys, essentially. Andre Robertson was not on my list. And culture is a very is a very important thing. Culture can also be carried on through the front office and through the coaching staff, which there will be some continuation of the coaching staff, obviously. Um, so I would, I would guess that Dre won't be back. I just don't see the spot for him. But I think that you don't necessarily have to have somebody who's been here to carry on the culture. I also think that they're going to rely on Mark Dignall massively for that. Uh, let's see. Tyler Bray says, where do you think Poku fits into the rotation this year and how many minutes do you think that he'll average over the course of the year? 
probably 15 to 20 minutes. I think he'll probably come off the bench to start the year if they still have some of these vets here. Who they'll probably just start. And I think they'll kind of ease Poku into this a little bit. Similar to, I, I would guess it'd be similar to Bay's last year where they eased Bay. They, they were like, okay, Bay's is ready. Let's let's get him in there. But they kind of eased him into it a little bit. So that's what, I mean, that's what I would project. It's possible that he starts. I I just wouldn't expect it at this point. Uh, let's see. Uh, from at GV underscore Nascimento. So what's the perfect way to develop a young team? Let your young guys get as many touches as they can, no matter what the result, or surround your team with veteran presence to guide them through the process. Feels like Presti wants the first, while history shows that you need the latter. Oh, boy. I, they're going to have veterans on this team. I mean, if they trade any of these guys, they're probably bringing other guys back. I... I think, honestly, I would rather see these guys get experience and touches rather than give a bunch of shots to the George Hills and the Trevor Reeses of the world. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily think there's a a right way to do that, but I do think the Thunder will have veterans around. But to me, it's like give SGA as many shots as possible, give Baisley as many shots as possible. Let's figure out Dort can shoot. Let's figure out. You know, it's, it's a year of discovery. I think that that's something that we'll probably hear from the Thunders. That this is a year of discovery for them. And I think that we'll see that. And I think that, honestly, they look at George Hill and Trevor Reza and Al Horford as, as future assets rather than as people that are going to be here for for even the short term. So that, that would be that would be my answer to that. Let's see. <clears throat> At Jared Lemon, underscore Lemon. I'd like to again nominate Stephen Adams' new nickname to be the Big Easy Kiwi. If this sticks, it would be the best, would it be the best nickname of all time? It's a great, I actually really like that, the Big Easy Kiwi. That's good. Uh, from at Ian Sports Fan, or Ian Sports Fan, I don't know. Tell me what it is on Twitter. Ian, Ian, whatever it is. I think we pronounce it Ian for years almost. So I've seen your name on here a lot. Uh, can you remind me who's on this team and what picks they have? So I went over that earlier. I do believe it's 17 future first-round picks and the pick swaps is the total that we're at now. But uh, again, I will take a closer look at that probably as we get to training camp and maybe we have things solidified a little bit more. Uh, at JPOSU, if they went into the season with a starting lineup of Hill, SGA, Dort, Baisley, Horford, where do they rank? in the league on offense and defense. Uh, you look at that team, you're like, oh, like that's not bad. They're pro- I mean, they're probably... Defense is is actually not bad. I mean, they're probably in the teens or knocking on like 11, 12, maybe in the league on defense with that starting lineup. And then offensively, I don't love it, but they're probably in the teens as well on offense. And that's probably why they've got to trade George Hill. Because <laughs> you take George Hill out of that equation, you plug in Hami, you plug in Teo, you plug in Justin Jackson, it uh, plummets pretty good. Because, I mean, you, you look at this, the George, George Hill is like, without a doubt, a spacer. And maybe Baisley can prove himself to be one as well. Uh, and then, I mean, Al Horford's not a crazy threat from deep, but he's at least a moderate threat from deep i mean that's that's kind of an interesting little little team there but i i wouldn't count on it being there if i were you uh let's see at number 029 oklahoma city has torn down the roster and traded away traded away veterans what do you think of a few veterans such as horford and hill remaining on the roster to mentor the young guys it's it's all it's not a it's not even that it's going to be all dependent on who offers a first round pick for these guys. And then boom, they're gone. Similar to what happened with Steven. Now, would it have been nice to have Steven mentoring some of these young guys? Would, would I like to have Steven mentoring Poku? Absolutely. And I think the Thunder would set, would have said the same, but they're not going to have these high priced mentors on their team 
and then and not acquire more picks if they can. So my guess is that Horford might be your high-priced mentor all season because I think, one, I think he's going to be difficult to trade. And unless you can really rehabilitate his value, uh, that that would be my assumption with with these guys is that they're, yeah, they could be here for a little while, but the design is going to be, hey, the first team to call and offer this or the first phone call that I can get that offers me what I want for any of those guys, boom, they're gone. I mean, that will be, that's just going to be the Thunder's MO. Uh, at Pepsi United, you've already discussed the Uber trade. I don't agree. We should have gotten a real first rounder for him. If that was the best offer on the table, let's wait until the deadline. But is only one first for an Albatross-Horford deal enough for you? By the way, I think Ubre's trade is even worse for Golden State. His contract with the tax implication will cost him a ton if he doesn't uh, elevate them to contention. I don't, I don't actually disagree with what you're saying, uh, Mr. Pepsi. I... I don't I don't think the Thunder really wanted Kelly Oubre around this team number 1. He this is a guy. I mean, we don't have a ton of guys that are going to take huge a huge volume of shots. Like Al Horford, Trevor Reza, George Hill. Those they're fine to keep around because they're not volume shooters. Uh Oubre is is a guy that will take a ton of shots and he will look around and he'll look at himself and he'll nod to SGA and be like, "Hey, let's see who's the best player on this team." <laughs> I fully believe that's something that would have happened. And I don't want that. One, I don't want that on this team. We need to be distributing the ball. We need to be discovering who some of these guys are. So could they have gotten more? It's certainly possible. Am I, is this something to wring your hands about? It's really not. I mean, I just, I just wouldn't, I wouldn't stress about this one in particular. And you have a ton of cost savings that come with it because you just dealt them into space, which Talked about ownership mattering. Sam has, Sam and this team and the ownership group have spent a ton of money, a crap ton of money over the course of the last several years. And part of this movement into this next era is, hey, now it's time to save. And that was also a cost-cutting move. So it, it accomplished many things. One, you do get an asset that may or may not convey, and I get that. That's the, that's the thing that you don't like about it is that there are a lot of variables at play and perhaps the Golden State Warriors will not be a top 10 team in the NBA this year. And if they're not, then Thunder don't get their pick. I didn't think there was a chance that the Thunder would be a top 10 team last year. I thought for sure the Thunder would get their own first round pick and they didn't. So you just don't know. We just don't. We, we don't know. We don't know what other moves they may make. Uh, the Golden State Warriors. We don't, so they, may, they still may end up being a top 10 team, which they will want to be. They will, they're not going to tank down to be the seventh seed because they want to keep their pick. I mean, they want to be the best they can be. They still want to try to make a run. And if they can, that's great. If not, the two second rounders, it's, it's going to be fine. They've got they've got an, a lot of picks. But I I do agree that there there's a viewpoint where you can say, yeah, this deal is probably not good for either team. Though, I mean, the Warriors are spending like 80-plus million dollars just to have him – on their roster 80 million <laughs> it's insane it's absolutely crazy yeah, shout out shout out to them for uh for making that happen uh at underscore cl12 underscore how fluid do you think the rotations will be this year do you think mark is going to say screw it and play bays at point or even run hilariously smaller big lineups you know i just don't think we know enough about mark degnall yet to know how he's going to handle rotations uh, we talked about a discovery period for players. This is a discovery period for Mark Degnault as well. And he doesn't seem like a guy that's going to say, screw it. But I also don't think he's going to be a guy that's going to shy away from experimenting a little bit. And he's going to have to with this roster. But uh, again, we have we have a lot to learn about Mark Degnault. And I'm excited, excited for that to happen. Uh, we'll go through maybe a couple more. Let's see. At Ben Elephant King wants to know what age will the Thunder's oldest player be at the end of the season? <laughs> oh, I mean, my guess is Al Horford's age, which is Al Horford 34. 
I mean, that would be my guess is that it's probably Al Horford. We'll probably still be on this team. Not for lack of trying to trade him, but I would guess that Al Horford will will still be on this squad at the end of the season. And maybe he's traded next offseason. Yeah, he's 34. Maybe he's traded next offseason, but overall, that would be my guess. And maybe he'll still maybe they'll trade him. I think that would be best for all parties if they did. Um, but yeah. Thanks for thanks for listening to our show. Thanks for following along on the stream. I appreciate you guys um, having having a cup of coffee with me this morning or wherever you guys are in the world, eating lunch, dinner, whatever it is. Appreciate you guys so much for uh, uh, joining in. Hope you guys have a great Monday, and we will talk to you guys again on Wednesday.